Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before that gets started, I want, I said this briefly earlier about a lot of times my mind focuses in in the direction of the Word and trying to pick up on the Spirit and um, I don't tell everybody all the time as much as I should how much I appreciate you. I appreciate everyone in this church. Uh, there's no big eyes and little U's. We're all on equal territory. I do not set myself up on a pedestal. Those of you that follow this ministry know for years. I don't try to magnify myself. I got, I got proof, credentials. In 1997, I was consecrated a bishop of the organization. I don't put bishop in front of my name. I hold two doctorate degrees, one doctor of religious science, one doctor of theology. I don't put doctor in front of my name. I don't even use the word reverend. I prefer people just say, Brother Sammy. I want to thank everybody. who come together to make this family work. As Brother Kenneth was talking about a while ago, yes, within a short piece of this place right here, there's more than one that you could consider mega churches. It's got all kind of programs, which are good. There's nothing wrong with the programs. But as we are coming to the close of 2014 and we see the things that are happening, it's getting closer and closer home. I hope nobody here was at Opry Mills last night because they had a big fight broke out at the food court at Opry Mills, over 150 people fighting. At least 150 people. Right in the middle of that food court over there. Several people got hurt. I'd love to be able to have more program. I'd love to have more people that we could do more programs. But what's needed more than the programs? It's a movement of the Spirit of God. The demonstration of the Holy Ghost. What's going to bring protection our way is not anything that a man can give, but the power of Almighty God. 
We need more of His Spirit. We need more of His presence. And it's my aim and my effort by the grace of God as He helps me as long as the Lord leads, leaves me here as your pastor to try to promote that more and more. And now we're standing and we're looking toward a new year. And I prayed and I sought the Lord of what would be the best word to lead this congregation on this last Sunday of 2014. And I feel like the Lord spoke to me. I tried to get away. I, I kept trying to, to go this way and that way, but every way I went, I kept going back to Joshua chapter 1. Because as the children of Israel, when they was beginning to cross over into the land of promise, we can... Uh, Bring that to as we're right now at a crossroad that we're fixing to cross over in new territory. And I think God wants us all to leave here with something today. Some wisdom, some knowledge. And I want to talk to you and my, my, how the time is already Went by. I mean, it's 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 already uh, almost twelve thirty. But I want to speak to you today on on this subject: the path which leads to promise. The path which leads to promise. Every one of us here, as we stand and look towards the new year. There's a lot of different directions you could go. There's a lot of different choices you can make. But I don't know about you, I want every choice that I make and every path I travel to be the right one, Brother Paul. The Lord has blessed me on this earth. I can't think of nothing else that I need. I've got, I've got a roof over my head. I've got clothes to wear. Amen. Hallelujah. i got more than enough to eat. What I need more of is God. So I'm not looking at a path in 2015 that will build my portfolio. I'm not looking for a path in 2015 that I might change careers and get another job making $300 more a week so I can do a little bit more, buy a better car, live in a better house, if that job is going to keep me from the house of God. I don't want nothing to keep me from the house of God. Let me tell you, I don't care what is offered to you. Don't go run around and say God blessed you with a big raise and job if it's going to keep you from serving Him. If it keeps you from serving Him and it's not a blessing, it's a curse. Some of you in here today, you done been there and you've done that and you know it does not bring you more happiness. 
Hallelujah. God wants me to tell somebody here today that you need to choose the path that leads to promise. A promise that only He can fulfill. As we swiftly approach the passing of another year, I can't help but think about it. My mind ponders the journey of 2014. And I think back on the path that 2014 has taken us. And likewise, I ponder the path ahead where 2015 will lead. Don't none of us here sitting here today know where we will be at this time next year. Or even if we will even be here. Hallelujah. But no matter, no matter what the future holds, I know who holds the future. I said it don't matter what the future holds if you know who holds the future. I like that old song they used to sing. I don't need to understand. I just need to hold his hand. I don't even need to ask the reason why. For I know he'll make a way through the night and through the day. I don't need to understand. I just need to hold his hand. If I could tell anybody anything here today, I would tell you. In this coming year, get a better grip of the master's hand. Get a better grip of the hand of the Lord. Hallelujah. Even if it means having to let go of something else to get a better grip of the hand of Jesus, I'm here to tell you that there's no better thing that you can hold on to than the Lord. Woo! No matter how difficult the path may be, no matter how hard the enemy may come against me, by the grace of Almighty God, I will, I will stay on the path which leads to promise and press toward the mark. Apostle Paul said, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Don't let nothing stand in your view of the prize. Don't let nothing get in the way of you and seeing what God has got that he's leading you to. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You'd be better off living in a pup tent somewhere, eating off of a Coleman stove, and have assurance that you're his child. Oh, if I could ever get people to understand, don't get so caught up in this world. 
Don't allow yourself to get caught up, amen, in the rat race that everybody is fighting for in a dog-eat-dog situation. I've met a lot of people, amen, in my time, and I've seen a lot of people. Hallelujah. Some of them run after this thing, and they run after that thing. But if there's one thing I've learned, amen, and I still hold on to today, praise the Lord. Amen, as the writer of that old gospel song says, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasure is not laid up down here, but it's somewhere beyond the blue. Hallelujah. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Hallelujah. Woo. Glory to God. Don't allow yourself to get caught up in it. What path? What path are you going to choose? What path are you going to take for this coming year? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, there are some situations. As we look down 2015, and if we decide we're going to get on the path that leads to glory... There's going to be some facing of the unknown, number one. Facing of the unknown. When the Israelites crossed the Jordan River under the leadership of Joshua, they were, they were taking a new path that they had never walked before. They had wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years, watching all their parents and their grandparents grow old and die. Moses was dead. And now they were headed into a place where they heard that giants roamed. They faced the fear of the unknown. There's a lot of things that right now is unknown to us about the new year coming on. And it's the enemy's job to bring fear in your path. I mean, think about it. The Jews, the Israelites, they had been wandering around in the wilderness for a whole generation. Nobody that left Egypt, except for two, crossed the Jordan River and got into the land of promise. Joshua and Caleb was the only two out of over a million and a half coming out. Those 40 years wandering around in the wilderness, they watched their parents and their grandparents die. And now they're fixing to cross a river and get into territory they have never been in before that was unknown. They were facing the unknown. They heard rumors there was giants in the land. They even sent spies over the spy at the land, and that's what they come back and told them. says, man, we, we, like, we look like grasshoppers compared to them people over there. God wants me to tell you today, there's a lot of things about 2015 that's unknown. But he also told me to tell you that if you stay on the right path, you can't go wrong. 
He will see you through. He will see you through every situation. I don't care what it is or what comes about. Amen. Do not allow the devil, amen, to paralyze you with fear, worrying about this thing and about that thing. People right now are so unsettled. Amen. Every time I get on the internet or I hear this or I hear that, amen, you got people here, buy your survival food, get your food set up and all that kind of stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something, folks. Amen. You better not be wasting your time trying to do stuff to take care of yourself because what's going to come upon this planet and upon this earth, it don't matter how much food you got stored back. I don't care how many weapons you got hid under your mattress. Amen. I don't, you cannot prepare for this yourself. The food you store up is not going to help you one iota. You're going to have to be under the shadow and the care of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. By sight. That's one of the biggest problems of all of us now. Don't none of us, ain't none of us in the house from the top down got the faith that we ought to have in God. If you did, we wouldn't spend as much time, money, and effort on trying to take care of ourselves. More people depend on what they got, their nest egg laid back, than they do God. Hallelujah. We got, uh, trying to think of the word I want to use, uh, we got us, uh, Safeguards. We got uh, safety nets. Hallelujah. I believe God's going to make a way. Amen. To pay for this and pay for that. Take care for this and pay uh, and, and do that. But if I don't, one of these credit cards I'm carrying, take care of it. Huh? Yeah, there's a lot of people like that. Very few that's not. There are some, but very few. Hallelujah. We got safety nets. Let me remind you, or let our newer ones, maybe hear something you've never heard. Some of the older ones have heard. We're going to get back to the time, going back in the history of our church, that the founding pastor of this church and his wife, they didn't have no choice but to trust God. There was no safety nets. Hallelujah. There was no credit cards. There was no bank accounts. There was no opportunities to go out and borrow money. I mean, every day I get a letter from, uh, from some bank or some finance company already, already want me to sign. I, 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 I opened up a letter yesterday and says, whatever you need, go ahead and sign, sign this paper. And you don't, so your credit's so good, you don't even need no collateral. We'll, we'll, we'll write you out a check for $35,000 to use any way you want. I didn't know what to think because I went a long time. I didn't have that kind of credit. <laughs> it's still new to me. I, and you know what? 
since I got it, I don't want to mess it up by getting into something like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But now, brother and sister Hale, with uh, how, how many kids did they have? Seven. They didn't have food stamps back in those days. There was no public assistance back in those days. Hallelujah. Didn't have no food to put on the table for all those kids. Barely got enough money in the offering plate to keep the lights in the church building pay, uh, uh, cut on, much, much, much less give, uh, give the pastor uh, any kind of uh, uh, halfway good salary. All they had to do, and all they knew that all they could do was trust God and pray for God to make a way. And how many times had a knock come on the back door and Sister Hale open up that screen door and walk out there and there'd be sack after sack full of groceries. Hallelujah. One old infidel lived not, not too far uh, uh, far away, didn't believe in God and nobody else. Uh, laughed about that when he heard Sister Hale testifying about how God supplied. It was an infidel in the, uh, in the neighborhood and laughed about that. Well, I just want to let you know, so you, you give God praise for that. So I want you to know it was me. I felt like y'all needed that and I brought some groceries over you that time. Sister Hale said, well, praise God. Hallelujah. He provided and it empty me whether he sent the devil to deliver it or not. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. What I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> we, don't, we don't know what the future holds in, in 2015. I don't know when it's going to come. I hadn't seen, but I do, I, I do know that the finances in this country is going to go down. It's going down. I don't know when. I'm not, a, I'm not that kind of a prophet. I'm not sitting no day. I don't know when. But I know that it's going to fall and hit harder than what it did when my daddy was 29 when the stock market crashed. It's going to make that one look like a Sunday school picnic. We better choose the path for their safety. This wasn't in my notes, but the Holy Spirit just spoke this to me. This ain't just another Sunday sermon, folks. God wants us to understand some things this morning as we make this transition. Hallelujah. Everybody in here, if I mention the name Job, you know who I'm talking about. Job lost more than anybody. He knows what it is to lose. But Job, the Bible says, remained his integrity. And he never sinned, and he kept trusting God. Even when his wife told him, why don't you just curse God and die? 
He, rem- he remained true to God. And even Job says, after going through what he went through, you'll find it written in the book of Job where Job said, there is a path, there is a way where the vulture's eyes cannot take or cannot see. Think about that. You know, you know, you know what we're talking about when we talk about a vulture. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you there's a lot of vultures out there in the world that wants to take you and get a hold of you, and the devil is the biggest one of them. But God says take, take heed the path that you choose for 2015. Now is the time to get yourself rooted and planted and established. Hallelujah. Amen. You've got to get yourself planted in the Word because that is the only protection that you've got. There's no other protection. There's no way it's an impossibility for anybody to prepare, amen, for this or for that. You've, it's all in the choice of the path. And then number two, Not only do we face uh, uh, the unknown, number two, we face an opposition. Now that they had crossed the Jordan River and the Israelites were standing in the land of promise, you would think that their worries was over. I mean, the Lord divided the river. They walked over. And now they were finally standing Standing in the land of promise. So you would think their problems and their worries was over. But to the contrary, there was opposition that came up against them. You see, the pagan people who lived in that land was not going to just get up and walk away because a bunch of Jews said, Hey, God gave us this land. Hallelujah. They were battles to fight. Hallelujah. From that day to this, that's why there's trouble in the Middle East today. Hallelujah. They still don't want to uh, relinquish the land that God gave them. Hallelujah. As soon as they crossed the river, they came to Jericho. And the battles began. From that day, the Lord said, every, every place the foot of your, the sole of your footstep, I'm going to give it to you and to your descendants. Hallelujah. What I, I said that to tell you this. God may have given you a promise. But that don't mean the devil's going to sit back and just let you take it freely. Just because you have been promised something by God, just because you are standing in your promise, don't mean you're not going to have to fight for it. Hallelujah. We're living in a society today that everybody wants to have everything handed to them. People don't want to work for nothing no more. Hallelujah. Well, it's the same in the natural and it's the same in the Spirit of God. I've heard people say, oh man, I wish I could have some of that anointed. Hallelujah. It's time, it's time to start to... Amen, get some calluses on your knees. It's time to start burning the midnight oil. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. It's up to us how close we want to get to God and how much of his anointing that we have on our life. But folks, I'm going to tell you something. Now, listen. Listen. What, don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying right now. We are saved by grace, not by our works that we do, by his grace. But if you, want, if you want to get closer to him, if you want to have his anointing moving in your life, there's going to have to be some dedication in your life. Hallelujah. There's going to have to be some consecration. My three children, not just mine, uh, uh, Sister Darlene will uh, argue about that. She, she says, I'm the one that went through the pain. Uh, but our, our, three, our three children, they, ca- they can't depend upon the, the anointing of Daddy and Mama. Daddy and Mama has gone, gone through an awful lot of struggles to get where we're at right now today. We fought a lot of battles. We burned a lot of the midnight oil. I can, rem- I can remember back years ago when the devil was fighting me so hard, amen, and, fight- and trying to tear everything apart, amen, and, and just destroy everything. Let- I'm going to tell you, you, people talk about, well, this anointing or that anointing that you got, hallelujah, amen, I didn't get it from Facebook, I didn't get it from a TV show, hallelujah, I didn't get it from it and that, amen, but I can remember, hallelujah, getting up, amen, and at 1.32 and 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning, out walking around my house and praying the protection of God over my family. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now some some men, if they thought the enemy was tracking their home, amen, they would pull out their big guns, you know, and their double out six and all this and everything, walking around. But I was walking around, hallelujah, praying of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's what it takes to get what I'm talking about today. You don't come no other way. You don't come no other way. And ladies, sisters and ladies, if you've got a man for a husband who's a man of prayer, you cannot have anything better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What do you mean, Brother Sam? I'm telling you, and for the young ones that hadn't gotten married yet or are looking for that significant other, amen, it's like it's just like I, you know, that I posted it yesterday or the day before. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. i tell you where you need to find your spouse. You need to find your spouse at the altar. Hallelujah. Marriages are falling apart even in the church I even the newest statistics showed me and told me, and I couldn't believe it. You know, we all we've been hearing about the uh, that the divorce rate in the world is fifty percent, and now they say they did some surveys, and the divorce rate within the so-called church is greater than in the world. You know why? Because instead of praying and getting close to God and let God knows what's best for you, He knows what will complete you, we, we let other things choose our companions. 
Hallelujah. Instead of making sure that we, we're getting the one that God wants us to have and, and walking for God, we're watching the walk. <laughs> I, I can strut my stuff. Yeah. Huh? Hey, that tall, blue-eyed devil, you better watch him, girls, because he liable to turn out to be that, a devil. Hallelujah. Right. Vice versa, all right. You're better off having a partner that knows how to pray than marrying into the Rockefellers. Or the Bill Gates family. Hallelujah. You see, we're always looking in the wrong direction for the things we want. We're always looking. We're always headed for a particular destination, but we want to choose the smoother highway. We want the path that's got the less pebbles on it. We don't want to get over here and travel that path that's less traveled. Because sometimes you've got to stop and do some clearing. Hello? I, I'm sorry. I apologize. I've got to, I've got to move on, but I, I I'm feeling the Lord in this. The children of Israel had to face some opposition. You're going to have to face some opposition if you choose the path to follow God. Christianity is getting less popular in this country every day. Everybody got upset. Back when our when our uh, our president was elected newly, he ain't been in office too long. When he got up in one of his speeches and said that America was no longer a Christian nation, but you know what? I realized something by a lot of the decision that has been made by him and by Congress that actually that was a prophecy. Because we are less Christian than we was four years ago, five years ago, six years ago. Hallelujah. We're less Christian. And the only hope for this country, if we can find our way back to that path, the men who started our big, nice churches and denominations are long. Their thoughts are long gone. Hallelujah. Now, now we got a, we got a brother out here that he's only got, what, three more days to work, and he's retired. He's going to be retired. He's worked for the Methodist Publishing House for 
34 years. But you know what? I think about that particular denomination. Do you know and realize that if John or his brother Charles, either one of them, John or Charles or Wesley, was to come and walk into any Methodist church in the country, they wouldn't be allowed to preach. They wouldn't be allowed to preach. Because John and Charles Wesley was a member of what they called the Holy Club. And a lot of people don't know it. They don't study church history. But in one prayer meeting, Charles Wesley talk, talked about in a prayer meeting they had one, one, one night. They didn't know what it was. They didn't know what it he said, but He said, all of a sudden, my heart became strangely warm was his words. And something began to bubble out of me that I know not what of. You see, that denomination now is ordaining gay people to, to the ministry. That's why I say John and Charles Wesley, the woman, been allowed to preach. Because they'd tell them like it is. Hallelujah. The same goes for all of the major denominations. That when they started, they started on the fires of revival. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I was, I, I was Baptist, born and bred. But you know where I came up from? I came up as Baptist under Brush Harbor meetings. Anybody know what a Brush Harbor meeting is? And as a little kid, watching them Baptist folk worship God and the Holy Spirit flow. Shouting and praising God. I've been in some Baptist services years ago when I was growing up that would put Pentecostal people to shame today. Hallelujah. My 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 daddy was my dad was healed of tuberculosis back in the thirties when there was no hope. My dad contacted tuberculosis. He hadn't married yet because he was still taking care of his mother and putting his, finished putting his, his kids, uh, his brothers and sisters to school. Contacted tuberculosis. Let me tell you something. It's the truth in this country. They shipped him off up in the, uh, uh, to a sanitarium up in the Allegheny Mountains in Ohio. And they told his mama, since when your boy comes back, he'll be coming back in a pine box. They still, that's back when they still put him in pine boxes. I would have never been around. I, would, I wouldn't be here today. But you know what? His testimony, and he told it, I, I, I grew up listening to it. He says, for years, I was part of the high society denomination. 
He said, we would be in the, in the church house on a Sunday morning singing the hymns. He says, but half of us was out partying and going to the dance clubs on Saturday night. He said, I knew I was going to die. And he says, out behind that sanitarium was a little hill and there was, there was no oak tree. And he got the best he could walking up there kneeling under that tree praying every day. Let me tell you how bad he was. They put him in a ward that was that was long, narrow ward, and there were beds like this. And down at the very end of that ward, there was a table and a bottle of stuff with a spoon laying there, Brother Paul. And the doctors told him when he got there, and they put him in there, said, there's not nothing that we're going to be able to do for you or nobody that's on this ward. And if you get to the point in place that you can't take the pain and the suffering, go down, go down and to that little table, take three teaspoons of that and put it in that glass and drink it, and you will go back to your bed and just go off to sleep. That's what they told everybody that was in that ward. But my dad started going up every day praying. After 29 days, on day 30, y'all close that door. Uh, he said he did a bit, bit, bit more, get on his knees. He said, it, man, something hit him. The power of the Holy Ghost came upon him, and he knew he was healed. He shouted all over that hill, went back down there, amen, to the doctor's office, and there was only one train that ran in and out of that city a week. It was on Wednesday. That was a Monday morning. He told the doctor, he says, he said, on Wednesday, he says, I'm going to be on that train headed for Nashville. He said, that doctor pulled down his glasses and he said, and kind of looked at me, he said, well, I'll let you know when you can leave here. He said, well, I want you to go ahead and do your x-rays, do everything you want. He says, I do not have TB. They checked him from head to toe. Guess what? At Wednesday morning, he was sitting at the train station, heading back. That wasn't a Pentecostal church. That wasn't an apostolic church. It was a Baptist who really got a hold of the Spirit of God. And let me say this as I wind up my message. Don't put your dependence upon what's out front on the side. Church folks has got to quit fighting church, other church folks. Hallelujah. Amen. We can't judge and condemn and criticize somebody else just because they've got a different sign out front of what we got. Or they, of course they carry a different card in their pocket than I carry. It's about the book. It's about the truth. God is no respecter person. Hallelujah. But you're going to have opposition. You're going to face that opposition if you choose that path. 